terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines. Vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. I am so scared today because it is the day of Halloween. Oh, my God. Yes. You know what? My birthday was 30 days ago. It's way belated. Well, we're very excited to uh, wish you, uh, I guess, a happy Halloween. Yeah. Uh, as my crumb bum self mentioned last week, I find it a crock of shit for people to do 31 days of scary movies <laughs> in October. But on the other hand, I enjoy people's reviews. If people write reviews, I love reading them. And if you're going to watch movies, what am I going to do? Scold you? Yes, I am. What the hell? Enough. All right? Just go to Christmas. It's all about Christmas. So... Uh, our selection this month in October have not really been from macabre, but they've been decent films about Brooke Shields and pinball and yeah. a lot of great things that says October to us. But here, since our show does fall on October 31st here on MutinyRadio.fm, where we stream every Sunday, as we're streaming right now, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, here on Halloween, Carl, we had to acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. It's happened. That's right. Yeah. We celebrated a holiday. So let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube, a Halloween movie. This is a remake. Oh, I don't know what the movie is. Carl, what's the movie? Well, uh, even though it's Halloween, we're not watching Candy. We watched that before. We are watching How to Make a Monster 2001. How to Make a Monster 2001. And the wow. channel we like is Issa. Boy, <laughs> I-S-S-A, next word, F-O-Y-E, I-S-S-A-F-O-Y-E. And also, Mike, oftentimes you say, hit the donut, donate button, give oh, to right. Well, you know what? We, we are really proud to be part of the lineup of Mutiny Radio, and I promise you I will send you a uh, check after, after this report. Uh, but we want you to check out what they have. They have some really good live stand-up comedy show curated by station manager, Pam Benjamin. She produces mm. it, she hosts it, she performs, and she has a lot of great comics. They come in and they perform outside and they uh, just do their shows. Monday and Fridays are great nights to check it out. But go to the website, scavenge around, check out the shows before us, check out the shows after us. But please go to Venmo, donate to Mutiny Radio at Mutiny Radio, or because it's Halloween, at Muni Radio. <laughs> there. All right. I'm in the spirit of things. So yeah. we are going to watch, and I kind of knew it. I get, I tip my hat. A 2001 remake of How to Make a Monster, a film that we had watched years ago 
1958 original. And a good film, a good film. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I, you know what? Yeah, well, we'll, we'll uh, check it out. So we want you to go to Issa Foray, uh, find, go type in <laughs> How to Make a Monster 2001. When you find the link with Issa Foray uh, as the uh, uh, subscriber channel, channel. The channel, channel uh, go ahead, click the link, hit pause, move the timer to zero, zero, zero with your little cursor thingy, and then just wait. Uh, and we're going to do a celebrity countdown. We have a celebrity comedian countdown. Right. Carl has not only researched today's film. How many times have you seen this film, Carl? I don't want to admit it. I I watch it three. This will be my fourth time. I think that's becoming my routine. And for the countdown, I got the count because it's Halloween. One. Ha, ha. Really? Do we have the count? Three. Ha, ha, ha. Two. Where's you? Don't you have a? Does the count have a restraining order against you because you were like? Go back to Sesame Street. Uh, that guy, you can't count on him. Have the count on Halloween. Do the countdown. Celebrity comedian countdown. This is a pre-recorded bit, and I have no idea who the person is, but I do find it very funny. Uh, I will be joining Carl back afterwards, but we're really excited. Get ready to hit go. But first, here's your celebrity comedian countdown, Carl. Greetings. I am the count. Do you know why they call me the count? Because I love to count things. I will count. I am counting. Three, two, one. I am so excited. Well, wait a minute. Yeah? Are we in many arrests? Where are we? The saw? <laughs> it's TV. Listen, I just go, oh, it's the opening credit. Right. That's why you've seen it before. It's creature feature. <laughs> oh, right. Those are features featuring creatures. Right. And, of course, you're, do, you do remember it from when we were kids, right? Well, there was the, the thriller, chillers. Right, right. It was all those creature kinds. features. Yeah, you know it. So this one is... Um, uh, Actually, it's it's the third one in a series. The guy who produced this, you know, like every now and again, I come across like we do a TV show, and the producer of this was, you know, um, Creature Features Entertainment, right? Uh huh. This is the third one, and um, the guy who produced this stuff, his, his name is Stan Winston. Winston. Now, there's three producers on this in the credits, but it's really all about Stan Winston. He made the creature. Well, I saw that. that. I, I saw it said Stan Winston, and I also noticed Colleen Camp's name That's on. right. That's right. Colleen Camp from the Rosebud Beach Hotel, which we did on this uh, show. Which we've done on this show, right. And she, uh, she was in Wayne's World, I believe. Yes, she was in Wayne's World. She's really... Uh, interesting actress, right? I mean, she's been in some good stuff, and she's really stiff, but she's got she's needy in history. She was there in Apocalypse Now, one of the bunnies, you know, on the helicopter. Oh, right. She's been around. Uh, you see, it said Stephen Flintstone. Yeah, I have. I have seen the Flintstone movies. The truth is it's uh, cinematography by Steve, Stephen Finestone, but I just think of Flintstone when I hear him. 
Well, yeah, Colleen Camp. I mean, it's stripes, I guess. It's not stripes or meatballs. Meatballs are stripes, right? It was stripes, yeah. Uh, okay, so here it is. Uh, oh, yeah, she was in two police academies. You love that, though. That's one. Twins. Let me let me um, guess. One and two. No, police academy four. Citizens on patrol. She was Mrs. Tackleberry, Kirkland Tackleberry. Right. Then I think uh, they had a kid. Yeah. Do you remember Tackleberry? He would always shoot things. Yep. That guy. He was trigger. You know, the best was he dresses up like Rambo. Oh, and. And I guess, uh, did he, I guess he get married in two or he falls in love in two and then three where I guess calling camp, they like kind of gunplay it up. It's pretty cool. <laughs> hey, where are we right now? We are in the video game that they are designing and it's, there's the monster and it's like a focus group. And here we have Clea Duval, who we also know from Beep Beep Wildflowers. Oh yeah. Well, I like Wildflower. That's, uh, it's, she lives Road in a runner. <laughs> Look, Are you evil. my mom? Beep beep. <laughs> <laughs> in in the wildflower, she meets her net biological mom. Right. She says, "I'm your daughter," and her mom says, "Meep meep." It's you. If she catches you, your mom. Road runner. So this is not like a, a focus group. They stand behind a mirror, not a, a fish tank. Yeah, yeah. There's Colleen Camp in her wig. Yeah, I love it. Look and at that. Like, you call that wooden It's like, you're all fired. The kids hate the game. It sucks. They fire him after all that work? Yeah. That is a neighbor. I went to Yale. Now, here's a guy in a job interview. But he doesn't just bring himself to the job. He brings a whole team, a team of developers. One guy who does sounds, one guy who does weapons, one guy who does artificial intelligence. Carl, I just want a day off, man, and watch a movie. I don't want some guy fucking hands me a resume five minutes into the film. Yeah, yeah. Where do you see yourself in the next, oh, say, five minutes? Yeah. <laughs> that was a good joke. I like that joke. I knew I knew my uh, job interview was going wrong when they asked me, "Where do you, see, Mike? Where do you see yourself in five minutes?" <laughs> Back on I gave you that joke, or that yeah, joke. Yeah. This is Bug. We're 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 meeting the crew for the movie right now, and they're right. weird and quirky. They each have their quirks. Are they all going to get killed by the monster? Uh, yeah. All right. Not all of them, not all of them. He's going to go though, right? Uh, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah, they're all going to go. Oh, look at this, San Francisco. Yep. Oh, I missed the street address. Oh, I'll rewind it. Yeah, don't rewind it. Uni Radio is located in the heart of the Mission District of San Francisco, where you can see live shows. Yeah, you can yeah. smell it from like a block away. This was after the, uh, we this, this, uh, Halloween is after the festival, so you missed that. Darn. And this takes balls to sit uh, there. Uh, now, this guy we also saw in Men in White. He was the partner of Biff. Great. And he's a Power Ranger. And that's Taylor Mayne, right? 
Um, scary looking dude. The scary looking guy is a former wrestler. Yup, it's Tyler Maine. That's right. Tyler Maine. Tyler Maine. It's Tyler Maine. Oh, look at this. I'm gonna go into the QA into the uh, test room. Oh no, they're back in. They're back in their place. They gotta pick up their stuff. Well, no, no, no. He talked Colleen Camp into hiring this team. Okay, that this guy assembled. All right, and so that's what's going on. He's like, "This is a dump." I love dumps. Like we're getting like quirky. Are we? Yeah, he's like yeah. the project manager. Listen, I've seen more chemistry at a Radio Shack <laughs> than these guys. All right, I mean th these guys are like dead as this far. Hey, look at that! Uh, I'm like a shaky hand. All right. Well, they. Hey guys, I'm gonna go look for my mom. She's over there in uh, the houseboat in uh, Pacifica. You guys want some cookies? Okay. They're edibles. They're edibles. Or they have gluten in them. What do I know? What does that mean? She's the intern, and they're like, you're a spy from another software company. Now, throughout this whole movie, they're suspicious of spies from other software companies, which was a real thing that happened. Is um, it? Yeah. Well, can you can you see, uh, speak clearer into my shirt uh, regarding the spies? <laughs> so the uh, old developers who they fired, Colleen kicked them up to the curb. They uh, locked the game, so you can't get into it. So of course, these three are computer whizzes. So they're going. Oh, I know. Yeah. They can't sit down either. They have to widget widget. Gonna nerds hack the system. Hacking system nerds. <laughs> Nerd hacking system. Nerd hacking montage. Come on, nerds hack. He goes, let's go, let's go. They're like, screw you, dude. Hey, man, what, this, mo this movie is better than like six seasons of Silicon Valley. <laughs> six days, eh? What was your yeah. game? Oh, this is game. So they're criticizing know. it and laughing at it. Yeah. Is it a first-person game where it's like Doom and then this monster shows up? And the monster looks like a cutscene. Here she is, Colleen Camp, stiff as a board. You know, I always mistake her for to be in Meatballs because of Colleen Camp. Oh, okay. And also she was in a Bill Murray movie around that time. Uh, you know, Stripes isn't listed here, but I would I would not be surprised by that. Let me just look again. Um, Apocalypse Now, Die Hard with a Vengeance, Election, American Hustle. Her first film was Planet of the Battle for the Planet of the Apes. She was Roddy McDowell's human slave. Oh, well, now I got to rewatch Battle of the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> that was a crazy battle, Carl. That was for the whole planet. It wasn't yeah, just like for yeah. a region. Right. It wasn't like, you know, playing the game Risk. Yeah. Because word travels slowly on the battlefield, so it took years to resolve that. The whole planet to battle? <laughs> I don't see. She was a... Police Academy 2, she was a maid. Police Academy 4, she was Tackleberry's wife. She was in Wayne's World. She was in Smokey and the Bandit Part 3. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's the one with that bird. Yeah, stupid. I think Hal Needham directed that too. 
Yep, he did. This he she was in last action hero, my blue heaven, blah blah blah. She's she's been around, but I always just think she's very stiff. I wonder if she if she had a real role. I forgot. It's been a while since I seen last action hero, but they had a lot of cameos. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if she had like a glorified cameo. Yeah, I had to rewatch that film. Yeah, she did films like that too. Uh, she did the Gumball Rally, and you know that was all cameos, of course. There's a little more to it than that, but you know what I mean. Isn't the Gumball Rally? That's a, that's a pretty obscure film, right? No, that was the competitor to to. Well, I guess you could say it obscure. It was the competitor to Cannonball Run, if I'm not wrong. Uh Well, I, I think it was like maybe during the seventies. Uh huh. It might have inspired. Maybe you're right. Maybe I have to check it out. Uh, well, that's another Gumball. That's another Cannonball movie. I haven't seen. Gumballs on me. Okay, so um, the Gumball Rally, 1976. Okay, well, because there was a movie called Cannonball, and that kind of sparked it. But I guess Gumball Rally was also inspiring. Oh, Cannonball Run came after. Then maybe they were trying to do that one where they're all, you know, they're all going after the money that's under the big M. Uh, what the hell? Did you just see this guy? He yeah, Hawkeye on her. He does the weapon. He thinks she's a spy. He does the weapons for the game. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. You know, I'm from OSHA, and for a safe workplace, you shouldn't be uh, just because you're doing weapons for a video game. I don't know how to put it. Doesn't mean you'd be shooting weapons around. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, he's caused more damage. He's caused more damage than she did. She was going to feed the fish. If you have a regulatory grievance, you should, you know. Do an writ of audit and uh, bring your charges to us in a formal way. We'll right. stand by and look for your your correspondence. Oh, I, I have a question for HR. What's your opinion of studded clubs? Yeah, to show how tough he is. I'm a wrestler. He was a wrestler. He's... He, is he the first to die? No. No. no? Power Ranger goes first. Now, when he was a wrestler, these were his names. Ready? Right. He wasn't always Tyler Maine. Uh, he uh, he was Big Sky. He was Daryl Carolette. He was John Steele. <laughs> these are all terrible names. He was Gummy Gaspar. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to the ring, Nitron. <laughs> he was Nitro. Nitro? Nitron. Nitron? And he was Skywalker Nitron. Wait a minute. What's up with Nitron? Is that like a, a gas or something? Nitric no. oxide? Nitron does not appear in the table of elements as far as I know. I guess it's a made-up thing. Nitron. Nitron. So wait a minute. Is he like N-I-T-E, Nit, and then T-R-O-N, Tron? <laughs> no, he's... N-I-T-R-O-N. Okay, Google will tell me. Google will tell me. I don't want Google involved in this. Yes, but that's no, I just saw him cut his finger and suck blood on it after throwing, shooting a fucking Hawkeye at, at his that's boss. That's Nitron skill. He was called Sky, Walk, Sky High Lee. He was Sky it's... High Walker. Then he was the Skywalker. And he was Skywalker Nitron. Define Finally, after getting sued. Is that a GameCube controller? Nitron is a mineral salt found in dried lake beds consisting of hydrated sodium carbohydrate. 
Okay. This is my least. I have to tell you, this is my least favorite part of uh, movies where they use riots as fodder. You know, like all those people on those riots, I guess Charles Manson excluded. No, okay. What they were doing there is showing a lot of. You're right about that. They showed some heinous stuff here. They even showed like one of the mothers from Columbine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What they. He's he's got an, an artificial intelligence module. And he's teaching it about evil. He looked up the definition of evil and he got all these like references and images and he's just putting it into the pretend computer's brain so that it, it can have a personality, which is evil. Carl, when we saw Electric Dreams, Miles was downloading stuff on his computer and he accidentally poured champagne on it, making it sentient. Yeah, 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 that's right. Your music, Miles, your music. Oh, that's right. So here we are, this guy is doing AI, like Virtuosity, Russell Crowe in it. And uh, he has an open bottle of liquor next to his keyboard. What's gonna happen? He's gonna spill it and it's gonna become alive. And then and it's then... gonna be like sentient evil? Well, actually, okay, if you're jumping ahead, the truth is it is gonna become sentient evil, yes. But not because of wine. Oh, well, there you go. All right, I'm guessing the ways he becomes sentient. It's like yeah. one of those, like, an electric storm, a lightning bolt hit the building and it did the whammy jammy. And, like, you know, there's this bodysuit where they record movements, right? Right. In the whammy jammy, it, that thing got reversed. And so now the computer can control the suit. So now it's out in the real world. Now, I heard they had a Reddit poll. They said, should the sentient being be evil? Yeah, and, I, I yeah. read it. I read it. You read it? That's my dumb joke. Go ahead. And what, the, and what were the results of the poll? Yes? Yeah, so they said we wanted evil. And they're like, well, that's what the internet wills. Oh, this is great. Now she's happy, boss. Claire Duvall brought that thing of wine to bribe him into helping her. She wants to have her own game, which is called Secret Santa. And she wants to do nice things in the world and all that kind of stuff. And everyone around Secret Santa? Yeah, Secret Santa. Ah, shit. So this counts as our Christmas movie. Don't expect us to do any fucking Christmas movies in the next two months. This is our Halloween movie, and by default, Christmas. I Spies, PC yep. Gamer. Yep, that, that, they're just trying to say they're spies in the industry, because that's part of our plot. They're also trying to say print media still exists. Because they did. Is that the new issue? Get out of my way. That's the issue for the movie. Yeah, that's a compromise of their journalistic integrity to alter their cover for the sake of a movie. <laughs> I don't care if Julie Strain's in it. Julie Strain is in it. You're right about that. I do care, too. What? I do care about that. We're going to see uh, Julie Strain in this movie. We're going to see all of Julie Strain in this movie. So what is this? Was this movie theatrically released? It stars, you said, right? It went to Cinemax. 
It was released on October 14th, 2001 on Cinemax. In 2005, it was nominated for a Hollywood Makeup Artist Award and Hairstylist Guild Award. Well, look at her hair. It's class act. Did you say it was October 2004? Uh, one, one. October 14, 2001. So it was like three weeks, like four weeks uh, after 9-11. They're like, okay, here's your movie. Yeah, that's right. It was. And... But it was on Cinemax, and life was on normal. But why wouldn't you release it on uh, Halloween? But I don't. Well, know. because you know these movies. I mean, uh, it, it, it wasn't like streaming offers you a library, but you could watch it at your disposal. But no. those movies would air a lot. So if it was on Cinemax and it was a series of original films that Sam Wilson is remaking, uh, oh, gotta check the security guys choking him. Oh, it's that guy again. He's scarier than anything else. They're at uh, it again. Yeah, you're at it again. Come on, guys. We can't make the game. Okay, see, Colleen Camp came in and said, Hello, boys. I have no personality. And I'm going to give the person with the best features a million-dollar bonus. And this, so they're all competing to get a million dollars. They have to get the game out in four weeks, which is impossible, you know. So that's why. By the way, Louis Strain was in heavy metal in 2000-something. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I don't know if they're still married couples. I don't know my biz, but during that time, she was married to Kevin Eastman, the co-creator of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. And when when that became global a hit and he was, a you know, a billionaire or what have you, he bought out Heavy Metal Magazine, the American branch. Oh, because yeah. originally, you know, it's uh, Merlot uh, Heval, whatever. It's a, remember, it's like a French Heval, not Merlot. It's a French magazine from the 70s. There she is. Still, there she is, yeah. Really? I didn't notice her. The fact that this guy's waving a sword in the first 10 minutes kind of kills the credibility of any kind of escalating uh, scariness. Well, one of the swords he wields is used by Julie Strain in the movie Heavy Metal 2000. Oh, wow. Yeah, so she, uh, I've never seen Heavy Metal 2000. And I, I've gone through my streaming I, services. I think I have to pay to see that. I started to watch it uh, because of Heavy Metal, and I don't remember it, which might mean it was, you know, 21 <laughs> years ago, or it wasn't good. Yeah, that also came out around 2001, Heavy Metal 2000. I might have came out, I mean, maybe 99. Now, she, um, right now, they're having the awkward, like, like, she's being a diva a little bit. Like, my agent told me this was an acting job. And she's getting surprises she didn't know from her agent. Like, she's going to have to get in this suit and it'll record. I don't drive in the rain unless it's an acting gig. And then she, she didn't think, she didn't think it was like, she thought it was like a, all right, I'm sorry. I, there's other talent that could be happy to take her place, you know, like they don't need, oh, she's got to do like a motion cap. Yeah, she's going to do motion capture. And, um, Right now, she's negotiating the being naked part. Being naked. She wants stock options, and she knows how much these things are worth. So creepy. You know, they should have at least two women in a room. Where? Right? It's go. like a bunch of guys, like, negotiating. 
Why do they need him naked for a video game? I want in on the IPO. IPO. Preferred stock. Is this her only seed? This is her only segment, yes. Well, she got opening, she got above the line. Well, she's in the opening credits. And she's probably the best part of the movie. She's a big deal. Yeah. Well, they just classed up the movie 100%. It's, it's Cinemax, right? Yeah. You have to have a Julie Strain movie or it implodes. Like every four hours, there has to be, you know, Cinemax will be like, hey, here's Die Hard 3. And that's about it. Four times a day. Okay, now wait. We're just going to have to see her naked now, okay? But I don't get it. Is this like a weird science thing? Weird science. Uh, well, when the electricity shocks the building, there's some weird science stuff. Not very much, though. See, they tied him up. This is ridiculous. Like, who cares what's going to happen to him? Is this the way they act? Whoa! Whoa. All right, you sit over there, big boy. Yeah, there you go. Julie Strain. Ladies and gentlemen. Best thing in the movie. Whoa! Cinemax, late night. I don't want yeah. you watching this, young man. Okay, Carl. I need you to babysit Tom for us uh, while we go off, okay? Uh -huh. uh, we, we can't find his older brother, so you'll have to do. All right. Thanks so much, Mr. C. Mr. C. Have a great time. Well, great. And there's, there's Doritos and there's a premium cable, and we'll be back in New York. Okay. 11 p.m. on Cinemax. It's how to make a monster with topless Julie Strain jumping up and down. Yeah, moving her boobs. See how firm they are? They bounce, bounce, bounce. Movie at 11. No, movie at 10.30, 10.24. Okay, now. Like, what? Oh, wait, Carl, do you hear that? It's the parents. They're driving into the driveway. Oh, shit. Turn it off. Let me put these paper towels away. Look at this chin stroking. Yeah, now there's going to be a, an electrical storm and it's going to hit the building and the power's going to go out. And when it does, she's going to... Okay, see there it just hit. Yeah. Oh, you see it buzzes through the suit? Yeah, that's cool. Techno. Techno, techno. Techno. Like, What's going on? Wait a minute, they fried her? Nope. Or she's she sentient now? Nope. Nope. She's like, yeah, I'm out of here. Yeah, she's like, I'm out of here. So now they're he's going to fix the power of the building. But anyway, that was all the excuse we needed to have artificial intelligence um uh engine and come sentient. And a topless scene. Yeah, well, we didn't. Yeah, well, did we need that in the? It was just got zapped with electricity. I know we said no spoilers, but how many more topless scenes are there? Was that None. it? None. Was that gratuitous? Do you feel, or was it part essential to the plot? No, that was gratuitous. I, I, I I'm glad they did it. Okay, I'm Carl, I'm gonna have to disagree. I I think that was essential to the plot. <laughs> these these four men uh, at late at night are programming a video game where they need a woman to be strapped into a machine topless. 
<laughs> Jump up and down. Boing, 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 boing. Until uh, the parents come home. What's that? Sounds like the door. Quick change it to MTV. For a woman, it's romantic, right? Like the windows are to the eyes, to the soul. But for guys, it's all about boobs. The eyes to the soul. Look at them. Look at them. You can see your soul in there behind the areola. Look, the way to a man's, the way to a man's, the way, the way to, to a, a man's heart is through his stomach. The way to a woman's heart is those drop-dead gorgeous boobs. Because the heart is behind the. Oh, right. Yeah. You have to first go through the fantastic boobs. Now, Julie Strain's story is really not so good. She just died. She died in January of this year uh, at 58. She did see the pandemic. Um, oh. Let's see. But I don't know if she did because she had dementia. Okay, her biggest mainstream role was Julie, the protagonist in Heavy Metal 2000. Lots of voice, voice acting. Um, 100 films to her credit. Queen of the yeah. B movies. Um, basis for the game video game Heavy Metal FAKK. She was six foot one inches. She was married to Kevin Eastman until 2006. But listen to this. Much of her youth was wiped from her memory by retrograde amnesia due to a head injury after a fall from a horse in her 20s. So when she was in her 20s, she got thrown from a horse. She hit her head. And it was like she got a concussion. It was a big deal. She had some problems. But then as she got older, she had she could not remember her childhood and other things that was – okay, so – in November 2018, her boyfriend, David Graham, announced she was in the late stages of dementia, believed to be a result of her fall, and was receiving hospice care at home. And she passed away. One time, there's this little uh, little scandal where a Malibu, Bay, Malibu Bay Films, a studio she used to work with a lot, like released a report that she had died in January 2020, and she hadn't, but a year later she did, and it was also January 2021, so she was 58. Wow, that's young. Yeah. So we, we say now, right? We're in the 20s. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'd be like, well, wow. If we were in the 20s, we wouldn't be talking about Julie Strain. We wouldn't know who she was. Right. We would just see boobs and not know. Who they were attached to. Oh, that's okay. just, yes, oh. evolution. Yeah, that's the funny name for their. Okay, so what's happened here is the power went out and. Is it, is it a funny thing, Carl? This is an evil, uh, evolves, right? It, it is an evolution in a way. Yes. Because of AI. Mm hmm. Speaking of CGI, they must that's have spent at least hundreds on this. Well, it's the year 2001, right? Do they go to Adult Swim and be like, can we borrow 15 minutes of one of your shows? This wow. would still be art for its day. It's Julie Strange's boobies. So on. The, the lightning strike came and did the whammy jammy, and now they lost everything. But luckily, they have a backup. So what they have to do is copy all the files onto the mainframe. 
oh, but we'll be here all night. Who's going to do it? I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to. So now they're competing in the video game. See the Pikachus? Don't they look like Pikachus? Yeah, they look like Pikachu. Well, they're yellow, and they say Pika Pika when you shoot at them. Pika Pika. So um, that's what they're doing. They're competing to stay, see who will stay all night long and do the dreary job of of copying the files to the mainframe. But the point of the scene is that Clea surprises everybody, the intern. She is the best at the game. What, so is he playing right now? Yes, they're all competing and two of them are out. They're like, look at her go. Wait, girls can't play video games. Well, Oh, you know, Mike, that's funny on so many levels. Okay. Well, I know that the women were the primary uh, creators of video games. Well, that's your that's your joke you told me once. That video games were cool on so many different levels. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I found an old joke that I did on Twitter that popped up on Facebook that popped up as a memory. Yeah. Where uh, Mario and Luigi are talking and Mario says... Uh, Hey, Luigi, I just collected 100 coins. And Luigi says, what are you going to do with it? Mario says, get a new life, Luigi. Get a new life. <laughs> Is that because you can regenerate with coins? You, you get yeah, every 100 coins, you get a free guy. You get a new guy. Very good. Very good. <laughs> like in Kilt, they would get the free pinball. I don't know why that movie Free Guy is called that. It's just a fucking, you know, I don't get it. Too complicated, that movie. Killed? Are they getting... Uh-oh. Hello, I'm live. I'm a living creature. Ew, stop peeing blood. Also, the blood font, it gets tiresome, don't you think? Like, if you yeah. buy a game and you play 100 hours of it, you don't want to see like game on, game over in blood. So what's happening right now is she's talking about that, saying that it's really gory, you know? Okay, so you see who lost Power yeah. Ranger guy. I really enjoyed Men in White. I think it was a good film. Yeah, I, I do too. I, and I thought he did, he, him and uh, Thomas F. Wilson were really good together. Talk about chemistry. They had it. Yeah. Now, listen, if you're a listener and sometimes you go and see films on your own, I would uh, recommend uh, Men in White. It was, you know, it's stupid. You're just going to laugh. It's a TV show, but you will laugh. So be well, we're, we're talking about National Lampoon's Men in White, which was mm -hmm. a, a television show for Fox, a television TV family movie by Saban Entertainment, who did Power Rangers. Right. Oh, Mighty Morphing Power Rangers. Yeah, same thing. And uh, it was for Fox Family, which was, uh, I think, now Freestyle. So it was a family-friendly National Lampoon movie about two outer space custodians. And uh, Well, yeah, they were garbage men, right? Yeah, they're garbage men. And then they got sucked into the world of, they ended up on the ship, remember? Okay, this is a really interesting scene. You see the mirror over there? Yeah. 
Okay, so the internet says there's continuity issues here because they switch sides, they switch where they're seating. But I don't agree with the internet. I think that they shot the mirror too. So they're in the mirror. Well, like that movie Mirrors, when they were and they were stuck in a mirror and they're like, God, mirror. And uh, they stop saying mirror and the other guy's like, mirror, 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 hey, mirror, mirror on the wall. And the guy says, cut it out, stop saying mirrors. Really scary movie mirrors. I don't know what you're talking about. Stop saying banana. It was, uh, this, <laughs> it was a uh, Keith or Sutherland horror movie called Mirrors. If I'm thinking the right movie, but basically there's like a world in your mirror. People get stuck in it. Should I see it? No, I don't even know if it's the right title. Okay. I mean, you know, I saw it. the end is that he gets trapped in like reflections of buildings. Right, that's cool. That's cool. Okay, what is happening now is they're having a disagreement. Like, like she wants to have this nice secret Santa thing, and he's like, "You're a naive girl. You, you, it's doggy dog lady. This is the rat race. You better start running, darling." No, are they are they having like uh, ramen? Uh, yeah, best I can see, it's uh, one of those. Uh, sushi like a hibachi or something i don't know is it ramen you could be right it's la i guess the ball might not oh wait what a pig well he's proving a point like if you're not watching someone is going to steal from you and then he stole a bite i drink your milkshake milkshake being part of your your you have a milkshake and I have a milk, but my straw <laughs> is all the way over to your milkshake. Uh-oh, here comes this lightning bolt you've been talking about. So he's fixing the problems, working on the thing, copying the files, and he's talking about getting his million dollars. Right. Uh-oh. Supernatural in three, two, one. Some Stan Winston effects in three. Stan Winston. So did they say like, hey, can you just hear some titles? I feel like someone must have had the copyright to how to make a monster. Yeah, I gotta tell you, it's not the same movie at all. Not even. It's only in title that it's the same movie. Yeah, but you would have to get a copy. I mean, they would get sued to name a movie this. You know, it's not a common phrase. I know. I don't understand why they would pay money for it. They could have made this called the artificial intelligence computer from hell. You know, I think it had named it anything they wanted and saved a lot of money. Now, you remember know what that? I think it is? I think it's that they have a copyright. Like, they, if they make a remake of uh, How to Make a Monster, they can renew the copyright of it so it doesn't go into public domain. And also, like, they probably have the rights to these films, and they're talking to Cinemax about cranking out feature features. Yeah. You know, like, so maybe, like, every week there's a new creature feature movie. And they just had, they take these old films and just, you know, juice them. Yep. Now, you remember the original, he was a makeup artist. And he would do masks. And he got fired, remember? He had some mind control thing. He put somebody in a mask and they'd go kill for him. Right. It was like, I think it was an American International Pictures. Right, right. Like, it's like uh, America's uh, international films. 
production. So it's like it's it basically they just cranked out so many horror films. They shot one in the makeup studio in yeah. the makeup uh, trailer, and so they they already had all the equipment because they already they do monster. That's what they do. Yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of like inside baseball, like kind of inside the funhouse, and it was fun. Yeah, he would uh, hypnotize uh, actors to kill dressed up as a werewolf. Right, hypnotize them. Yeah. He didn't have a lightning bolt for his whammy jammy. Okay, wait, wait, he's not alone. He's not alone. He's like... No, there's a shaky cameraman behind him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Trick or treat, also candy. What, candy? George Wang is the director, and it's spelled H-U-A-N-G, right? Okay. That's like Hu Ang. So I've been calling him Hu Ang? Now, Huang is probably of Asian descent, right? Right. So it's not George Wang. It's like Jorge Wang. So I've been calling him Jorge Wang? No, Hu Ang? Okay, my joke is dumb. So check this out. He was like working at Columbia in 1992, like as a low level person. And the guy who make El Mariachi, Robert Rudd, yeah. yes. Okay, yeah, they acquired that film and that guy just was friends with this guy. He was a studio assistant who was like, oh, you made El Mariachi. I love that film, blah, blah, blah. And he, look, Rodriguez came from Austin, Texas, right? He didn't have a place to stay. So he stayed with George Wang. And George Wang told him a few story ideas he had, which he never thought would get made. He was just making conversation. And so this El Mariachi guy was like, you need to quit your job and make movies. He's like, what? No, I'm not doing that. It took, it took a while to, you know, after a year of, uh, El Mariachi nagging him. He quit Columbia and he made a movie. Wow, yeah. So, so Wang and Rodriguez worked together? No, they didn't work together. He was really just the, like, muse. Um, he made a thing called Swimming with the Sharks, and it was like... Yes, about yes I know that movie. Yeah. Same director? Uh, yeah, it's his baby. It was based on his experiences as a studio assistant. You know, okay. I find that movie ironic because uh, back then they didn't really, you know, you think of a movie executive, you think of uh, Harvey Weinstein, you think of recent movies like The Assistant, which is on Hulu, about yeah. women to work for. But back then it was like they were mean and nasty, but not for sexual harassment reasons. And it's just ironic that the movie Swimming with Sharks, which is stellar, uh, has Kevin Whaley, uh, no, it's, it's Frank Whaley, but his boss is uh, Kevin uh, Spacey. Kevin Spacey, yeah. yeah. Who, like, you know, is, who's total toxic right now anyway. Yeah. It was a really good film, and it starred that guy you wanted to do, the stand-up comic, the Jimmy Show. Yeah, Frank, Frank uh, Whaley. Because, oh, yeah, he started doing more yeah. directing, and, uh, but that was, like, probably his best movie, uh, best known movie next to Pulp Fiction. Okay, so now the wrestler has come in to find Power Rangers guy dead, right? So Bug comes in, he's like, we have to call the police. And now he's saying, if we call the police, they're going to lock down this building. Nobody's getting a million-dollar bonus. Let's not call that. So he's talking him into it. Like, let's keep our mouths shut. We'll put them in the closet, and let's work on the game. 
this is ridiculous. Carl, I hope I never have to work with this guy. Yeah. He made this, uh, he did a lot of TV, just a, a stupid amount of TV, Wang. But then he made this independent film, uh, it's called Trojan War. It was with uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah, so, so that was a uh, booty call came out around the same time. And it's the same premise. They have to buy condoms. Uh -huh. they're, they're, he's trying to get a Trojan condom. Ah, because when it's Trojan War, the first time I read it, I was like, the Brad Pitt one? Oh, wow. But no. Yeah, oh, history. Wow, that's pretty ambitious. No, it's about a guy trying to go to bodegas after dark to get a, yeah, to get a condom. Yeah, the only, the only neat, neat, neat thing this guy ever did is he shot the uh, audition tape for uh, Elijah Wood as Frodo Baggins. Oh, really? So that's like... He made DVD 2's bonus uh, yeah, item. because he shot it. And he, uh, right now, I don't know about right now, it's 2005. It, he was going to make this comic book movie, um, uh, Madman, based on Mike Allred. Yeah, I know it. Madman's funny. Madman, yeah. I think, yeah. I don't know if it ever got made. I don't think it ever got made. There's Madman. <laughs> um, he hey. did significant others lived through this television series the Invisible Man television series uh, Spy Kids 3D Game Over as a creative consultant see he's gone down now he did SWAT as a producer that's an, actually a step up he wrote Mad Man that doesn't really count and and he wrote another screenplay called Final Recipe. I don't know. He's a working director, you know. It sounds like he was like Rodriguez directed Time Kids, uh, Spy, Spy Kids Three Game Over. So maybe Spike. Oh, he was. Oh, he was a creative consultant for it. That's probably when he came to town and was part of the Columbia deal. Um. He said, listen, don't make another Spy Kids. It's game over on that series. Uh, uh, after the second one. Yeah, you get to reboot that thing, you'd have to make them wear 3D glasses if you just right. to into the theater. Hey, 3D glasses, game over. Thanks, creative consultant. That that has to be one of my all-time favorite uh, uh, parking lot discoveries. I was walking outside of Emeryville Movie Theater to discover Shark Girl and Mob and Boy 3D glasses lying on the parking lot. Wow, oh, cool. I saw him. I said, a great time at the movies. Was that the one with Ricardo Montalban? He was in a wheelchair. Yeah, I think so. Well, he was, wasn't he a spy kid? Like spy grandpa? Or yeah, something? in the game, he wasn't in a wheelchair. He was. Right. But that, so that was a lava boy. I'm sorry to mix franchises. That was a spy kid. Lava. Okay, there's the monster. Did you see it? Uh, I, I only saw the back. I didn't see the front. Now we learn that Clea has a very toxic boyfriend named Jeremy. And he's like, you know. Jeremy B. Yeah. Hey, did you try the cosmetics I gave you? You think you could sell them to your friends? Next message. You know, you'll make money by having your friends sell them. Next mm -hmm. message. Now, this guy is really toxic. He's a son of a bitch in real life. Um, his name is Danny Masterson. You know him? Oh, Danny Masterson. Yes, I'm familiar from the 70s show and Rape Trials. And Rape Trials, yes. Now, when five people on separate occasions come at you, I don't believe it's like 
any excuse. It's got to be the case, you know? Yeah. He's not like uh, the largest star in the world that people would go after, you know? He's not some movie star or something like that. And everyone would you don't think it's like personal? Look at the Tales from the Crypt uh, film I'm seeing in the back. Yeah, that's right. And that'll scare Bug later on. There's lots of cool stuff like that in this movie. Um, Great. Okay. Uh, the popular MMORPG EverQuest? I don't know. Yeah, no, you're doing great, girl. Baldur's Gate and Baldur's Gate 2? You know those? I never played them just because uh, I'm not really an online guy, but yeah, I know of them. Okay, so the neat thing is the guy who played Bug did the voices in those, and that's probably why they did it. Right. Well, they probably wanted some actual video game talent. Yeah. Now, they have Evil Dead, Hail to the King. I, uh, I tested that game. And they have, yeah, Tales from the Crypt uh, pinball machine, yeah. So, Hail, Hail from the King, there was a, you know, I tested video games decades ago, but for the Dreamcast, they had that, and... Uh, we did quality assurance testing on it. And one of the features was that one button was just him saying catchphrases. Mm -hmm. So if you to say like, hail to the king, baby, you would press like the triangle button and he'll say hail to the king, baby. Or, you know, like, this is my boomstick. So right. all, all the delightful phrases from the Evil Dead movie are available, said by Bruce Campbell himself. <laughs> it was like, wow, I can't wait to play this game. I There's press the button, and I hear his voice. Let's yeah. do it. 15 minutes later, I fucking hate this. Oh, look at that Palm Pilot. Yeah, that's right. 2001. Now, that Palm Pilot has a cellular connection. Okay, you see, he is now learning that the AI is what killed. Look at that hand. Uh, closer than he it's thought. The monster. Oh, and no. The yeah, he's wearing Saul, Power Rangers guy. Yeah, what, his skin? His whole body, his dead body is in the suit. How did he do it? He removed the skeleton? No, the skeleton is, the, the suit is alive and it wrapped itself around him. What's up, what's up with his eyeballs? I don't know. Those are the balls that he was rolling in his hands. I don't know. Oh, oh right. Oh, so that's like a Jurassic Park thing, like where, uh. Sam Jackson smoking, and then he gets his arm cut off, and it has a cigarette in it. Right, right, right. <laughs> Ew. Bug is like, what is going on? And you're killing. You did it. You killed him. Because you know he was already dead. Wait a minute. Some guy working in computer games is named Bug, B-U-G. Yeah. Like a bug you find on a game when you test it? Yeah. Um. Uh, his name in the film, uh, he has a real name. I, I don't know why I didn't write it down. It's like Brian Blank. Or, oh, I don't, I don't really. Right. So you were right, that's right now. Jason Marsden. Um, he he did a, he does a lot of Disney. He he was the voice of Goofy and stuff. His oh, first that's... acting job was AJ Quartermain, the kid on General Hospital. He was Eddie Munster in the TV remake. Oh, wow. With um, the uh, the Munsters Today. Yeah, right. A lot of Disney TV, The Adventures of the Gummy Bears, The Mickey Mouse Club, Disney infomercials. Oh, here. 
Here's his big claim to fame. He is Nelson Berghardt in Full House. The deep voice. When they did Fuller House, he had scheduling conflicts and couldn't do it. Do we care? Well, that's too bad. History would have been different. <laughs> yeah. It would have changed American public uh, popular culture. Now, this wrestler, Tyler Maine, he was, he's known for playing Sabretooth in X-Men, Ajax in Troy, and Michael Myers in the remake of Halloween and its sequel, Halloween 2. That's right. He appears as supervillain Blackstar in 2021's next Netflix limited series, Jupiter's Legacy. He's six foot nine inches and just about 300 pounds. Did you ever see Jupiter's Legacy? No. Yeah, I read the comic. Uh -huh. So the comic is gorgeous. And it's two volumes and it covers a lot of topics. And the guy who wrote it, Netflix bought out his uh, like, we're gonna make movies based on your stuff. So it's like, wow. I read his stuff. I can't wait to see it. And then it comes out and it looks awful. Oh. Now he's explaining, as least I can figure, the whammy jammy. It's everything I told you. Made, you know, the artificial intelligence and it made it it's come like to like Lawnmower Man. Didn't yeah. Lawnmower Man, they like electricity blows him up or. Yeah. He was connected to the machine with some sort of whammy jammy. And his soul went inside the computer. Right. That makes sense. And then Versalocity with Denzel Washington and Russell Crowe. They were wait, wait, doing wait, like, wait, 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 wait. What's going on? This is crazy. She's still dancing. She's telling, he's telling the story of what must have happened. And oh, now, so they did a flashback. Right. And we got to see boobs again. This movie's flashback is the topless thing. Yeah. They flashed us in the flashback. Let's uh let's show you Julie's scene again. All right. <laughs> Stand by. Cue Julie's tape. And wow, look at all the Stan Winston effects. The Wang. Oh my goodness, look at the ketchup they used. Uh, so much all ketchup. That, all that chocolate syrup. Ooh, Tetsu, Iron Man. Now, how could the suit make wires move? Yeah. Well, there was a, I was mentioning there's a famous uh, Japanese movie from the 80s where it basically looks like this. Uh huh. I don't know. They keep going after Power Ranger to, to do all the dirty work. Yep, that's right. He's the murderer. This is why you don't bring weapons to work. You never know when uh, your computer wireframe goes. That's such a crazy, like, motion capture suits do not look like fucking polio braces. I used to bring a gun to work every day. Really? But, when you were yeah, but I never did it. I never did it. <laughs> I didn't have the guts. Every morning I'd say, "Okay, okay, this is it." I would drink my coffee. I'm, right. We're doing this. Come on. You were working as a, a gopher. Yeah, I was at the post. Caddy. You were what? I was at the post office. Oh yeah. 
so strange. There was always that like conceit that uh, everyone who worked there would be like a shootout, and then it became like just people getting shot at there by other people. Just in general. Yeah, remember that's where Go Postal comes from. Yeah, that was you know it's strange. The nineties is a weird like Wild West time when you think about like what we were saying and what the pop culture was like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, going postal. That's when a post office guy starts shooting up. You know, well, that happened in our hometown. That happened. Yeah, in it ha- that's right. And the guy was from East Orange. That was on my block, Carl. I know it was right by your house. Uh, It was behind behind that post office. What, there was another house and then yours or maybe two houses? Yeah, well, there was a a train parking lot uh, behind the house and they were on the side. But we visited uh, for your 50th birthday and uh, it became the bookstore. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I'm sure people have forgotten what happened. Now, Keith Smith used to work in that post office every day, and he worked alongside that guy. You know what? They were like, yeah, well, pe- people worked in that place for a long time. I didn't realize uh, Keith worked there, but uh, apparently someone just didn't like these other guys and started shooting up the place. Well, he stole. He stole those, like, postal checks or something. He was an employee. He knew what to do to make him active. But when they the cops went to his house, knocked on the door... He he just he just surrendered the things and went away with them. He he had no there was no chase. He didn't make any attempt to like leave the area. Yeah. He did what he did, and I guess he he his conscience didn't let him run away. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that was a big deal. That was a big deal. I know it was really sad and. Uh... It was also around that time, so it was, it was always kind of brought up as, like, here's another example. Whereas it was, it was a little more complicated than that. Well, yeah, I mean, at the time, there was, like, two or three postal things in a row, or four, I don't know what. And that going postal phrase became part of our vernacular. And then it turned into, like, at anybody's workplace, that could happen, right? You'd hear right. Well, then, then didn't you read stories about, you know, post offices getting assaulted, like people coming, walking in and start shooting them? It wasn't the, the employers. It was right. just, you know, they were the victims. Okay, but, so now they know the monster's out. Everybody knows that there is an AI monster. There's no more hiding it. Two people are dead. And so they're like, bug, shut it down. But the thing is, bug is like, if... The copy of the game that we made is gone, okay? He noticed this, that it's... Yeah, I just saw his acting. So that means he can't... Uh, if he kills the mainframe, he's killed their their work, and he's killed his own personal million dollars, and he's going to remain a loser. That's his story. You know, like he says to Clay Duvall, Clay Duvall, would you kiss this you face? Yeah. And she we, goes, we, maybe... And he goes, well, that's why I need the million dollars. I want a yes. And so he's trying to, so the project manager's like, come on, dude, we got to, it's our lives. Just kill it. Wait, the project manager is the hero of the story? We think so right now, but in the way end, he stole the disc to sell it to the competitor software. Uh, oh, he's a spy. Uh, that son of a bitch. 
listen, guys, if you watch, if you listen to this show and watch the movie, I'm spoiling, spoiling, spoiling. It's part of the show. Don't be mad. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be mad. I think it's like, honestly, Carl, if I had a chance to to compete against my coworkers for a million dollars and then in the skirmish, say, one of them dies from it, I think I would stop thinking about the money, right? (laughs) Right. See, that's what Bug wanted to do. And then the wrestler was like, it's one less competitor for the bonus. He goes, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> okay, so, you know, he's off to investigate scary sounds. And how is it that he has a gun? It's just like, you remember that movie we saw that was um, uh, like the Terminator and Klaatu went back in time? It was the black and white film. It was called uh, something 1999. It had lots of Star Trek connections. It was a black and white film in which um, this control thing, the guy was, it starred the guy who was in the Elvis Presley movie we watched. He was the cop in it. Oh, is it Cyborg 2084 or something like that? There it is, yeah. In that movie, yeah. Everybody had a gun, just like normal people walking on the street. Do you remember? Right. Not showing, but when something was showing up or there was some danger, someone would just pull out a gun from the damn purse. It's the same thing in this movie. Okay, so now he's got him in a headlock. Clea, Clea is like, I'll shoot the monster. And he's like, no, no, you will not. No. <laughs> So now it's just, he knows somebody's dying. Just yank it. Just yank it. Yeah, that's time. Yeah. Even even tech bros would do that, I would hope. Maybe not. I don't get, like, they. this is such a Tom and Jerry thing. They brought the weapons into the room. What were they thinking? Well, they're making a game. Okay, look how he, look how he kills the computer. He's, he electrocutes himself. But not, looking- not to death. Oh, she's getting weapon. I guess. I would get my pot. Uh, you get your pot? Yes, if your pot wouldn't already be on you. Because of what yeah, right. he did, <laughs> because of what he did, shorting out everything, it locked them all in their own little rooms. Oh, no. Third act. Right. Exactly. Okay. The monster seems to be gone or something. What's going on? Do, do, do. Oh no, we get to see Bug's personal demon. Which is not because he's too dimensional. Look how it melted the plastic. I zap good. But look, it's still on. There's battery backup. This is so unrealistic. His hair would be sticking up at this point. <laughs> Shocking people. Yeah, touch this one makeup and hair, right? Yeah. And maybe all the balloons out. would be stuck to his head. So now he's really trying to die meeting room. Yeah. Well, no, behind there is like switch. Uh, it's it's called a, a private branch exchange. It's a PBX box, and he's trying to get out. So weird. Here's the product manager. Listen, I gotta I gotta talk to the management about this. I'm not sure. I don't want the number. Right. This is above my pay grade. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's Saturday and I'm hourly. I, I shouldn't be here. Right. Let me make a call. 
Now, look, power's out, and that's like a big thing, but meanwhile, power's not out. So who shows up but Jeremy Rapist guy? Hey, we're in here. Well, I'm not you. I'm a jerk. <laughs> okay. Masterson, Danny Masterson, he's a Scientologist. He started dating Bijou Phillips. You know that name. Yeah, right. They're, yeah, married. Yeah. They're married. In 2011, they got married. Yeah, the daughter of... Uh, isn't she um, that sitcom, uh, One Day at a Time? Oh, no, that's Mackenzie Phillips. That's Mackenzie Phillips. Oh, I thought you meant the newer series, the reboot reimagining of uh, One Day at a Time. Do they really do that? So they have oh, a daughter. Yeah, Carl, where were you? Uh, it was on Netflix. It was produced by Norman Lear, who's 90 and still alive. And then Wow. Uh, it was on Netflix, and then Netflix canceled it, and the fans were able to get it on, like, uh, a cable station called, like, Pop or what have you, and then it got canceled. Gotcha. There's, uh, there's that 70s show guy. That 70s? Oh, which one? You know, the toxic one. You know, which one? The, the toxic right. male guy. Well, no, which one? Yeah, you know? He's problematic. Yeah, which one? Uh, he, uh, because well, like Clea's got a gun and she's hearing someone, some, you know, something coming through the pipes. Right. It's gonna, of course, she thinks it's a monster. She's gonna kill it. Look at this Boulder's Gate and all this stuff, EverQuest. So, are they in the offices of that company? I don't see, I don't see how they could be because those were real life companies and this game is everything to their company. So I don't. Yeah, think why would you have your competitor's game when you're in your waiting room? I guess when you're oh, a movie, that's it. Yeah. Hey, uh, this is Mike Spiegelman. I'm the editor in chief of Marvel uh, Comics. Come on into my office here. Why don't you throw your clothes over there yeah. by that Batman poster? By that, yeah, the, by that Action Comics replica. Yeah. Uh, wait, that's that's Superman. He's throwing the car. Oh goodness, your your coat is is on the head of Aqualad. Could you please remove that? <laughs> that is not respectful to the the, the franchise. Yeah. Okay, so they're checking out the blueprint. I I'm a little done with this film. So he crawled his way through the air ducts, and now they're working on their escape and how to get Bug. You know. And meanwhile, well, there's monster now. Why didn't the monster die when they when he killed the power the mainframe? It like came back up because it had like a battery backup. Uh, but there was talk about that wasn't. Fr I'm gonna shut up. It's the battery backup that made it alive. Sorry. Oh, no, you can't. I want you to keep talking about this movie because okay. uh, from the I know you're out of steam. I know you're out of steam on it. Tilt. Uh, yeah. Just like Look, a so call was, back to last film. So he was in the air duct. He was trying to jump up above it, go through the fan, but then he fell, and then we didn't see him land, but he fell on his back, and now he's crawling away from the demonic Tales from the now, Crypt. He uh, got scared by the Tales from the Crypt pinball machine. He got scared by it. Interesting. Tales from the Crypt HBO. This is Cinemax. They're owned by HBO. Interesting. I guess, right? And Sam Winston, of course, worked on Tales from the Crypt. Uh-oh. Who's that in the background? It is uh, Julie Strain, but 
many times have we seen this in a movie? Are they singing, or would you write a thing on a star? Oh, and like Touch and Hawk. It's, it's like the McQueen, uh, Die Hard, right? Uh, Christmas, uh, my wife's getting divorced. Me on. I left my shoes, huh? Look how clean. They bought it new for this shoot. Look how clean it is. You know lint is all up in there. Oh, well, I mean, again, this is where, like, wounds are, like, your become props. Like, they become your, like, you know, look. So if you have blood on your face, it's on there the entire time. So his bloody bandage is always going to look that way. I really hated that in The Hateful Eight. They were so fucked up and cut up and stuff. There's no way that they could be moving around. So then I started to realize, yeah, I'm watching acting. So, like, you know. Right. Uh, what's his What's his name? Uh, Samuel L. Jackson. He's like, urgh, urgh, and he's trying to crawl along the floor, and I'm like, oh, don't fake me. I mean, you're you're cut up like a piece of like you should be put into sushi wrapped. With, uh, you're just chopped up. Yeah, they're like even now we just have bug get thrown against the, the wall. Look, crushed. Oh, right. director. Why'd you do that? That wasn't in the video game. You really are AI evil. Yeah. AI told me to crush glasses. Punch people with glasses. You see the the gas from the... Yeah. So he opened up the... uh, Uh Uh-oh, run. Run, Carl, run. Fireball behind you. Run. Run, 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 run. We'll have to outrun the fire. Run, 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 run. It's every movie ever. It's Backdraft. It's Die Hard. It's every movie ever. Every it's movie Minority ever. Report. Run. Oh, you know what? Split second, Carly. You know what you have to do. Jump in slow motion. Let's spoon here. Are you tired? Let's. What a long <laughs> night we've been working. Let's spoon. Yeah, let's spoon by the campfire. <laughs> yeah, by the campfire. You smell uh, that smoke? Yeah, it's nice camping. Uh, this Taco Tuesday was the worst idea. <laughs> Look at Bug. Look, he had his hand on her stomach. Yeah. Tight. Bug is dead, 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 dead. He burned himself. Wow, man, it was burnt to a crisp. We're all that's left. Where's the game? Bug. <laughs> Uh, can you hear me? Where's the game? We have to go. We have to ship. Hey, this is your project manager. Do you have it? The product? But we know that the project manager does have it, son of a bitch. Oh, he's going to sell it to uh, uh, EA. Right, right. He's going straight across the street to Nintendo. Oh, rest in peace, Bug. First, I yeah. got to kiss you. Kiss right. bloody body. That's a callback to the earlier, would you kiss this face? Now she's, uh, you uh, think she's really got lipstick on, but it's blood. Yeah, but you can hear the peel of the makeup when she kisses him. <laughs> the blood makeup. <laughs> Spirit gum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, red dye number seven. Right. 
Hershey yeah, syrup number five. But it's right to the blood, of course. Oh, look, it looks like it's the end of uh, Monster. Well, the there we go. Over. He's dead. Yeah, look, how to break a monster. I nailed it. Wait, how to make a monster? Wait, oh, we screwed it up. That was oh. how to make a monster. I'm never playing telephone with you again. <laughs> now, look. Uh oh, PSM Magazine. PlayStation you know, one thing I don't understand in this video game is how does the like health bar and the score, how does that work on the screen? They have it on the left and right side. Like it's that red going up. Hey, look out. What do you mean? There's a monster behind you, huh? Oh, right. Whoa, you can't uh, shoot me. That costs budget. I knew that was a gun, so I slept it out of your hand. Oh, now short look, circuit. See what she's going to do? She had pause. She play. Right, she's using the controller. She's in the game attacking. Oh. So this thing is both outside of the game and inside the game. So it's like she's an invisible player now beating the shit out of the monster. So her presence is at, is in front of the monster, like a ghost spirit? Right, and it, and it works. She killed the monster. That was the earlier scene when she beat everybody was to set up that she could fight the monster. So this movie is over. Well, guys, thanks so much for coming. This has been last watch. <laughs> no, the monster has to stand up, right? Got to be another fight. Yeah, now they're in the game game. She's going to kill it once and for all. Ooh, this we is still thrilling. have 20 minutes or 18 or so minutes left of this thing. Wow, well, no, I'm really thrilled. Carl, can I go to the bathroom? Oh gosh! Don't no, you wait. This. No, hang on. There's, there's someone. There's someone at the mini radio door. I gotta go check on. Oh yeah, yeah, the door. Right, right, right. All right, fine. I'll tell you. Ooh, see how he smacked her. Now she smacks him back, and he goes, "Good, you're learning." This guy was in um, Jason Goes to Hell, The Final Friday. He was in James and the Giant Peach, The Emperor's Club, and he was in the political thriller 13 Days. He played Robert Kennedy. Um, he was in JAG for years and years and years. Uh, he was on the West Wing for two years. This guy's for real. He was in Desperate Housewives, just made an appearance, but he's for real. Now, for Clea Duvall, I would think this is a step down because she was really a sort of movie star, you know? Um, why is she on this thing? And she would go on uh, 21 Grams, The Grudge, Zodiac, Convic Conviction, Argo. I mean, she would continue her career. I guess she just took a left turn and made a little money. Mike, are you really, did he really go to the bathroom? Just get a jug. Just get a jug and just. I'm only kidding, guys. I don't do that. And I really think it's disgusting. Some people go on long car rides and they bring a jug, jug and pee into it. Disgusting. Okay, so now virtual i don't know this was never part of the film before but now she's in virtual reality fighting the thing 
Where is Peter? Oh, here comes the monster. Mike Spiegelman, come back. I'm back, I'm back. Oh, good. Right. Oh, my God, I was right. The monster did come back. Yeah. Sorry, there was a guy at the door. I had to give him candy. Uh, uh, Halloween, it's Halloween. Yeah. Oh, what are you dressed as? Oh, I'm the AI monster in 2001. <laughs> How to make a monster. Well, you look great. Yeah, what about you? Oh, uh, I'm the uh, makeup guy from the movie How to Make a Monster in 1958. Wow, is that Julie Strain's sword? Yeah, yeah, I got it at an estate sale. Boy, it's all come down to this. Go, Clea, go. What is she? Oh, this is a big moment. Film, man, she's a major movie star. Well, it's a quick movie. Yeah, like I said, she made a left turn and just made a couple bucks once. I don't know why she would do this. Uh, her career was not in a low. She, you know, she's been in a lot of movies. I mean. Yeah, and she would go on after this to continue to have a career. Now, Argo in 2012 was the last thing I have on her that's movies. She was in the Lizzie Borden Chronicles in 2015. She uh. was in Veep for years, for like three years. Uh, she was in The hand, Handmaid's Tale for years, so I guess she made it on the TV. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty steady sport. That's a working actress, right? Okay, they don't want you in the movies, fine. We'll so she just pulled a gun? Oh, no, she pulled her palm pilot. Palm pilot, right? Connect, yeah. But look, now she finds out project manager's a bad guy. Because of the videos she saw on her Palm Pilot? She saw the wrestler's Palm Pilot because it has a cellular device. Now he knows that she knows. Because he saw the playback on the, the laptop? Right. right. It was connected to it. On the desktop monitor. So, you're a skunk. What's the story? Don't be naive, her. Haven't you learned anything? You'll shoot me? For being <laughs> a bad guy? Give me the disc, she says. You got me. I was going to walk the CDR over to Nintendo across the street. Hello? Hello? Yes, Atari, how may I help you? Yeah. <laughs> Are you sitting down? We'll sit down. I have a copy of Evolution in my hands. Oh, you must want Atari 5600. This is uh, 5200. This is Atari 2600. One moment, please. Atari 5200, Mike speaking. Are you yeah, sitting hey. down? You sitting well, down? Sit down. I, I have a CDR burn copy of Evolution. Uh, I don't think the 56 could handle it. You need to talk to the 7800 department. Hang on, I'll, I'll patch you in. Okay, thank you. I'll hold. Yes, hello. Hi. My name is Mike Spiegelman. Are you sitting down? Are you sitting down? Okay. So we had to change, make some adjustments, but we were able to uh, port your game to the Atari 7800. Here is how it sounds. Beep, 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 beep. beep, beep. So, so that dot is you. And you use the joystick to move the dot left, right. Excel. Yeah. I give you evolution and you give me pixels. Uh, this, uh, we're not really missing anything. They're having an uninteresting uh, 
gun, gun about morals and what's the state of the world, and she's demanding that CD. Want to hear his pleading for his life? No, this movie, you're right. I, I, no, I'm, I'm still interested in this film. I'm still engaged, damn it. Yeah. This treats turn into a trick. What's her tattoo? Now check this out. Watch what she does. Oof. Yeah. She was so mad, you know, like... He's always preaching the be a bad guy and you'll get ahead in life. And she's always like, love, 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 love. <laughs> and so now we're seeing her turn and change. Now, we didn't see that throughout the plot, which is what we should have done. Throughout the film, she should have changed, but she didn't. She flipped. She, she shot him because he was going to sell those ideas to the competition or because he created a killer robot that, that killed her friend? It had nothing to do with the robot. It was just about uh, he was going to sell the CD. I, it makes no sense in the real world. Now he's got the crossbow. I know. He's Hawkeye. She uh, knows. I'm going to close my mouth and breathe through my nose. There you go. <laughs> werewolf. Oh, no. no. I thought it was dead and it was alive. And I thought it was dead, but now it's alive. Well, it didn't want to interrupt their conversation. See his head? Hey, vitality. One oh, life the... remaining, and that's you, Claire Duvall. I'm going to fuck you up, because I'm a bad guy now. I was yeah. a good guy, and it didn't pay. Well, you got VR glasses? Step aside, lady. Hiya, chop! Now, just like, like the cars are not where the real world. Ah. Missed what you said. I talked over you. Ow! This is what I wanted for Christmas. This game she's playing. <laughs> that, ouch, 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 ouch. There was once a captain on a ship, and he was standing there saying, This is my legacy. And he's referring to the ship. This is my legacy. And then a shark out of nowhere jumped out of the water, bits, bites his leg off, and, 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 and dives back into the water. And they see the leg bobbing. And the sailor goes, No, 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 that's your legacy. Karate kick. Ooh, bonus. Ow. Nice kick. Nice. Finish him. Oh. Are you ready? Fight. Get ready. Oh, cheater. Look at that. It increases health. I hate those guys. How come it's so showing as a dude now? It's supposed to be strain, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, wow. sometimes the, the bosses will eat like something and they'll increase their health bar, and you're like, fuck, I got to do this again. Mm -hmm. Now, why does she need to play inside the computer if she's using a sword in real life? Do you follow me? Yeah. I mean, does the computer have breakable walls? No, and it's really... wireless right now? What about her palm pilot? Is it recording everything? Good question. Because let's say she needs to call Carl. She would go and look at Carl. And Carl, because you're one name, you would be able to send her to Carl. See? <laughs> You wouldn't you'd have to write down the number from a palm pilot. Right, because you can't call. press call. Right, and you can't press a number to call you directly, but you can. The obvious next step. 
Seriously, though, why couldn't Palm Pilot have a cell phone? You know, that is seriously the next step. But okay. Now, look, oh. if she was feeding before and arguing with the wrestler need to live just because they're alive, she uses them to kill. She's bad now. Look at this. He kills the fish and the bad guy. And right. then the video game has like electrocution video game graphics. And she's not electrocuted. Yeah. How does the computer know what's going on out there? Yeah. Oh, he got harpooned, but here comes a visual harpoon. We got electrocuted. She's got her goggles on. He's smoking. See you in hell. BRC. He's still alive. Yeah. Yakety yak. Buy that thing. Yak. Game, Game over. Just like on Tilt, remember? Game over. Oh, that's right. The credits at the end. Look at this. There's a corkscrew in him. That tickles. You win. Now look hey. at this focus group. They no. love the game. And the fish are back. They fixed the aquarium, Carl. Well, she's executive producer of the film, and she's back, right? She was in the beginning and the end. And look, she's all Gattaca now. She's gone Gattaca. She's been faking her thumbprints. <laughs> now she's tough chick. And she's like, no, no, no. I want that million dollars. But you're the intern. And But she's got the game. And who knows where I can shop it to. You know, so she's like putting the strong arm on her and flip, turning the tables. Right. Uh, so this movie's still going then. Yeah, not for long, but yes. This is the monster show up again? Nope. What? I thought it was the, the creature epilogue. feature. Epilogue. It's the epilogue. Oh, I want the monster show up in the epilogue. Colleen Camp's not enough for you. Look at the bloody CD. Oh, no. I think it's, no, this can't be enough. <laughs> it's Colleen enough. So she wins. I'm going to write a check. Yeah. One million dollars. Look at her smile. <laughs> Move over fax machines. CDRs are where it's at. Ooh, look at it's, this. See Santa Claus? And he's right. evil? Satan Claus. Right, right. I'm sorry. My mistake. And out front, it's her name on the software company. Now, how did she become the CEO? It doesn't make sense in the real world. She just strong-armed. Colleen Camp and got a million dollars. Now she's so, a CEO. So she's a video game. So it's like Activision, but it's called Carl Industries. And then I take over and now it's Spiegelman Industries. Oh, Wouldn't yeah. I rather call it like video game name name? <laughs> you know, now, like, now she's meeting the intern. You see what she was before. And we're wrapping up our film. She's like, let me ask you this stupid uh, this question. She goes, stupid question. Next question. Huh. What's your favorite Showtime movie? <laughs> Technically, they're not movies. What's the most important for a woman to have in her line of work? Next question. Huh? It's a stupid question. All right, the movie should have ended. We should have wrapped up. Oh, we should have seen her as the CEO and. It's still going on. Yeah. 
Well, she's my favorite character in this movie, the late edition. Really late. The new intern? The new intern, yeah, she's my favorite. She's <laughs> been introduced one hour and 28 minutes into the film. But... Look at her acting, look at her face. She's shocked what this tough woman is teaching her. Uh, oh, look, they never cleaned up the... Uh... Right, the office is a mess. Oh, this is the members. Listen, here's my speech. Now you got to be hard to nails in this industry. Yeah, that's right. Look at the blood. Someone was hurt here. Oh, they banged against the glass wall. I was helpless. This is good. This is good. But no okay, tip over that chair. Ah, perfect. Wait, she lives another day. Or no, she's remembering the day. So the job interview is in the future. Yeah, but she sees herself the as the monster. You see. She's now become the monster. She's the minotaur in the maze. It went into her somehow, you see? Oh, so the monster made you. <laughs> Wait, done. Uh, Robert Culp's son? Uh, yeah, there's Jason, Julie Strain, the late R.I.P., uh, Tuck. Wow, well, that's it. I came fast, Colin Camp. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that has been How to Make a Monster for Night 2001, uh, Cinemax exclusive, and uh, Cinemax for us. Carl, what do you think of the movie? Um, I think it was a good try, you know. I mean, it was, uh, you know, it was TV, but uh, they they tried. And, you know, I, I think it, the logic of the film didn't make sense in the real world, but if you suspend disbelief, uh, you know, it was an interesting concept. The thing comes to life and it does the suit, you know, right. and then somehow it gets in her. I don't know. I, I if you've got nothing to do, <laughs> if you got nothing to do, try to find something to do. And if you just can't, go ahead and watch it. Oh, I would listen to more of our shows if you got nothing to do. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought it was uh, good. You know, uh, it was all right. I mean, for Cinemax movie, it was pretty good. Mm -hmm. uh, you do get to see some topless uh, strain. It reminded me of the movie L E L L E. Uh, I guess it was a couple years ago, directed by Paul Verhoeven. Uh, it's a film about a woman who works in the video game industry, whose dad was like a uh, kind of was started a killing spree in the, in uh -huh. back in the day when she was a kid, and just how she copes with it and how people still stalk her. Uh, but she, oh. they're all working on a video game at the time. It's pretty cool. So. If you have a chance to see it on your streaming service, uh, add it to your wish list, and then when you have a chance, go ahead and watch it. E-L-L-E, -L -L -E, which is she in French. Uh, yeah, in French, yes. Like the magazine, the magazine. Well, it's like the movie Tenet. If you spell it backwards, it's the same thing. Mm, palindrome. It's palindromic. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as you can tell, we still do not want to talk about the movie we watched today. How to make a monster, but uh, for how, how wish you a happy Halloween. Uh, wear bright clothing, keep it safe, and uh, keep socially distanced. Make sure to wear a mask uh, when you eat your candy bars, and uh, although you get chocolate on the inside, it's really gross. Uh, oh, here's the music Colt, POD, Poe, yeah. Control. I should have mentioned that there were they paid money for three uh, recent hits of the deck. Larry Flynn Publications gets a shout out because they had some video game magazines. Oh man. All right. Let's talk about next week's movie. I'm going to go with uh, Limit Up.
Pearl. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Is that right? Yeah, of course. I think that's a great choice. Limit up. Now, as you know, the premise of this, uh, this uh, well, we got to wrap this up. It's an hour and 50 minutes. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, all right. So, limit up. Uh, I have uh, a trailer from VH yesterday's. So I saw this originally on a plane. Uh, why don't we go ahead and do it? I'm trying to find. Uh, all right, here in the studio. Uh, all right, so we're going to do a countdown. Three, two, one, go. Oh, it's just started. Here we go. I just started it. It's a trailer with the Virgin, wait, MCE, wait, MCE, what's the company, Home Entertainment? MCEC, Virgin Home Entertainment. I try, so it's PG-13, so you can bring your kids. 1989. Chicago, Illinois. The Cubs and hot dogs. Oh, the stock market, right. Well, commodities is in uh, uh, Chicago. Commodities okay. exchange. So, what is it? What is the commodity exchange? Christine Stockwell. Commodity exchange is not stocks. It's more like betting on uh, cattle futures and uh, chickens and eggs and you know bacon and. Gotcha. And we just saw Ray Charles. Raspberries. So this movie is soybeans. I remember this watching this on the plane. Okay, so I know her face. She's been in a million films. I looks like not Nancy Allen. I don't remember magic. She has magic. I must have been sleeping on the plane at that point. I guess so. Oh no, she's a magical Negro. And what's uh, what's his name? Stanton. I know that character actor. He's Carla's. Uh... He's Brad Hall, longtime husband of Julia Louis Dreyfus. They were a married couple on SNL. That guy, that guy. He, we saw him in Psych Out. He's he was in The Wolf of Wall Washington. Oh, Dean Stockwell. Dean Stockwell, yeah, Quant Quantum Leap dude. Wow, she's got electricity, but she makes magic happen or something. All right. All right. I didn't realize. I could, I just remember this as a soybean movie with Brad Hall and that the flight was an uneventful one, and I got to see a movie. But ladies and <laughs> gentlemen, that will be our next week's movie, and this is on the director's official YouTube channel. So thank you very much for that. Wow. And Maybe I can interview him. Yeah. All right. So let's, we have seven days, people. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much. Thank you, Carl. Thank you, Mike. I've seen this movie four times and researching it. Yeah. Much appreciated. Uh, thank you, Mini Radio, and what's really good happening. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Luke and uh, just everything. Check out check out their uh, live comedy shows on Mondays and Fridays, and you can find more about that and the old episodes and our old episodes all on MuniRadio.fm. All right. Uh, our Carl. See you later. Thanks. See you later, Mike. Let's watch full-length movies on YouTube. It's Michael Siegelman.
All right, Carl, here's my new theme song. W A F L M O Y T flip 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 Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. It's been over one long year watching movies bad, strange, and weird. Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, that stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, hey Mike. I'm glad to be here again every Sunday with you, chilling out, hanging, and watching a full-length movie on YouTube. We are chilling on mutinyradio.fm. Know how many times I said that sentence, probably the first, as we do every Sunday. We stream first, uh, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And you can find us as a podcast at L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We should also uh, suggest donating some money to the station. It's a great as a great lineup. You can check it out at mutinyradio.fm. And you can go to Venmo and donate at Mutiny Radio. We're, our show, we watch a full-length movie on YouTube. What you listen to the podcast and watch this movie. These are usually movies that I read about, and now I discover they're on YouTube. Carl, what is the movie this week? We are watching Tilt, Tilt 1979. Now you've got to put in 1979 because there's other tilts out there. Okay, so Tilt, yeah, mm-hmm. Tilt 1979 and what we like the channel is Stu. And then it's K, maybe it's Arkansas, Arkansas. Arkansas, Carkansas. Carkansas, Carkansas. Stu, if you see Stu, you're on the right channel. How many are there going to be? <laughs> what do you say is we're going to pronounce names correctly? But yeah, it's Stu Karkinness, uh, and it's Tilt 1979. So we want you to type in Tilt 1979, find a link posted by Stu Karkinness, and click it, hit pause, move the timer to 000. Well, this movie is action-packed. I suggest we do an old-school Carl Comedian countdown. Perfect idea. Celebrity Carl countdown. 
celebrity has a soft C. It's nothing personal. <laughs> I can oh. say celebrity. Carl, celebrity. Comedian, countdown. <laughs> celebrity. Celebrity. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Kate Lawler. Welcome, Kate. Oh, thank you. Thank you. One thing I love about your comedy is that it's very real. It's only based on, like, real-life experiences and stuff. I mean, is is that, that's what you bring to the table. Uh, Tell me about your your process. Like, uh, what made you, I mean, bare your soul for real in your comedy? I think it was like a gradual thing. Like I kind of started off just like, um, like telling funny like stories. Like I, I went on a date with this guy who turned out to be my cousin. Um, <laughs> this like crazy girl I'd never met tried to kill herself at my 19th birthday party. Like, and it, but um, then it just kind of became like more and more like, oh, like this is shocking. And then I was like, can I, should I say this? Should I not say this? And I'd be like, well, fuck it. I'm going to say it. And then mm. it just kind of just kept getting, like more darker and like more real and now it's like you know like now I kind of have like I guess like the more into comedy and like the more I realize like the type of comedians I look up to I just kind of have adopted this mentality that nothing should be off limits so like the only the only thing time a joke doesn't work is just when it's not funny you know like right. say the most fucked up thing in the world and if it's written well or if the room vibes with it it can, it can destroy <laughs> I feel like sometimes you're saying things up there you wouldn't even say to a friend, you know, maybe your best friend, but I just feel like you bear your soul up there in a way you can't really do in real life. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a pretty, like, open person. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Like, and I didn't used to be. Like, I was a little bit awkward, and now I'm just kind of like, I don't know, maybe I've just gotten so used to being drunk in bars and, like, doing comedy where I just kind of have like no secret i tend to make people a little uncomfortable actually in conversation but i'm i've witnessed that i've been a participant in that so (laughs) (laughs) now you are my current co-host at the reserve club like every tuesday are you loving it yeah of course i am now it used to be yusef goth and you know the fame of Yusef Goff. It's hard to live up. I oh, appreciate such, that. Such big shoes to fill. <laughs> so the thing is, he was fine. Everything was such fine. Ball shoes. <laughs> yeah. There was his work schedule changed and he just couldn't make the mic on time. And I wasn't gonna mm-hmm. have a half co-host. So I offered you the 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 role. Were you surprised? Yeah, like I I feel like I was just there like at the last night and I was like I'll do this and then and then like you're like would would you really want to do this and I was like yeah like I don't know it just sort of like it wasn't something I was like I had thought was going to happen before it did happen Uh and then I was like oh this is this is an exciting like new chapter I guess no I didn't just pick you like okay I need somebody uh uh how about you yeah no no I thought long and hard about a bunch a bunch of people uh and I really thought yeah first of all we're different genders Secondly, we're totally different yeah. ages, you know? Yeah. Now, also, yeah. 
as you you know, you're the most likable person in any given room. At any given I am. Moment. I really am. I really thought that you would be perfect, and I have no regrets. Not looking back, you are perfect. Aww. Now you've Thank grown, you, Carl. Well, of course, you're welcome. And uh, we have some chemistry, right? We didn't at the first couple. Uh, we did sometimes. I think we have a good banter. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Now, since that time, you've grown to even be your own comedy producer. So, speak oh, yes, about I that. Have. How did you get there? Like, what what made you like approach Rick, or what made you start thinking about making? I don't comedy? know. Like. I had wanted to do shows for like a long time and I'd asked like some bars and it was like, like I got told no a lot. And then, um, I don't know. I was just, I was just at reserve one night and, um, a comedian's band was going to be playing there that weekend. And I was like, Oh wow. Like why do why don't we have shows here all the time? And then yeah. I was just like outside talking and talking to Jenny about it. And I just said it. And like, I didn't think that like she was really good, that they were really going to be like, yeah, we'll let you do this. And I was like, Oh, okay. Like it was just, it's just sort of one of those things that kind of happened like organically. That's and it uh, like, like it is like, I don't know. I think it was good that like, I already like, I loved the mic and I loved Rick and Jen. Mm -hmm. And then when I, and then I was going to be hosting, uh, co-hosting the Tuesday mic. Like it was great to just like have like, like it, uh, like kind of like a place that like, like my own little home, my own room to like do what I want with. And like, yeah. I don't know, like I, it has, it's been like a great experience. Like every show, I've had a great turnout. We've had like a bunch of great comics. I've I've met people. I've got I've like definitely gotten become like a better comic from it. Like it's just it's all been wonderful. Very good. Very good summer. And the comedians get paid. That's one of the great things about your shows, which oh, sometimes yes, they does do. not well, happen. No, it's not always great, but they get paid. <laughs> it's not always great pay, but there is pay, right? And anything's there fun. is, yes. How can people find you out there on social media, on the internet? Oh, how do okay. people get to connect with Kate Lawler? My Twitter is Kate Lawler 888. And my Instagram is Comedy. Yeah. Kate Lawler 888. And what's Instagram? K Law? K Law LZ Comedy. Okay. All right, now everybody at home is poised to watch this movie with us on YouTube. They're all ready to hit the play button at the exact same time as we do in the studio. So Kate Lawler, why don't you kick it off with that celebrity comedian countdown? All right, ready? Three, two, one, go. Right. Well, this movie already cost me $5 to watch. Now I gotta watch it the day so. You got to sink a quarter right away. Yeah, right. It's like those TV sets where you put a quarter in for a time. You ever sit down in those chairs have a TV set in them? <laughs> yep. And then you like you have a time you can watch. I don't know what you can watch. Local news. I miss pinball. You do miss it? Yeah, I mean going to an arcade. They were pretty cool. Yeah, one time I tried to bring my kids to this arcade we used to go to at Willowbrook Mall, and of course they're closed. Wait, wait, wait! Fun and games at Willowbrook Mall in New Jersey is closed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they don't. They, they got Mr. Pac-Man, and they, they got Pac-Man. You know what I mean? Like they have the uh, 
those days went away. They never updated the game. You know, Fun and Games in Willowbrook Mall is like those days. That was the golden salon. You would go in, there would be people dressed up. They would have quarter dispensers on their wrists. Yeah. Machines. They had those expensive laser disc games. The kids would yeah. play. It was uh, really fun. Yeah, deep. they had some pinball machines. I think. I think it was more arcade though. I don't really it remember. Playing with buddies. It was more arcade, but yeah. So that's what we're seeing. All the pinball machines we used to know as as a kid. You know. Yeah, I mean, you can see the modern adaptions of the pinball machines, if I may. Like, you know, usually old school pinball machines have like nothing in the middle. Maybe a couple of like nails mm -hmm. into it. Yeah, look at that. Right, because they wanted it to go right down the center through your. Yeah, right. So, yeah, so the edges were with, you know, and when you would get a point by hitting like one of those rubber bands, they would go fucking fling, you know, you really had to be ready with the flippers. We've watched a movie about bowling. Is this going to be the same? Like, it's the world of professional blank? Nah, it's going to be like a hustler's movie, a gambler's movie. Now, this is Charles Durning, Durning, Durning again, who we saw last, last uh, episode, yeah. And this time, he's not walking through the role. He is being a good also, actor here. Okay, to be fair, he's also walking. Because that film, <laughs> he was out of breath, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. In this film... He's just as big as he was in the film we saw, which surprised me. But he's young. He's young. He's 56 years old when this was shot. So he's young enough that... Wait a minute, really? So then in 1999, was 29 years later? So it was... No, this is 79. So that was 20 years later. So he was 15, 79 in that Bird Reynolds film. So. Yeah, so it's like... He, he would have been smart to lose the weight, and then he could have been, you know. Uh, uh, oh, there he is. Look, yeah, look he, how big he is. Yeah, look, no, he's the same shape. Unless they're, I'm not kidding, unless they're doing that on purpose, like putting a pillow. Oh, I thought you meant like the director, like actually putting some thought and, and building a seed. Like, you know, it works cinematically if we had Charles Sterning's big old stomach and pour around. <laughs> the guy who did this, uh, the directed this film, really loved it. It's the only film he ever directed. He was an executive producer for something. He was an actor in something, but he started writing this thing in the 1960s. Now, I don't know how much pinball was out there in the 60s, but that's well, when he started. He even shot it once before. Let me see, where is that? Where's that? Have two turntables in Yeah. You know, Willowbrook Mall, I, I would say the fun and games in the 80s, they never really had pinball, but they had like old school arcade machines. So they would have like Space War. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. But they did have one or two pinballs. I mean, they must, they were obligated to. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it was still that time. And why wouldn't they have them? You know, well, Randy. Rudy Durand is the director, began pitching the idea for the film in the late 60s. He contracted, now it's 79 this we're watching this. He contracted others to write the screenplay. What wasn't satisfied with the results, so ultimately he wrote him himself. 
An earlier version of the movie, produced and directed by Rudy Durand, executive producer, blah, 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 screenplay, blah, 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 started filming on June 5, 1972. The version was not completed. So he's been at this. It's the only thing he ever did. Well, at least he got it done. I know that uh, we had done another. This is You were out that week in uh, Pam Benjamin, station manager of radio, uh, filled in. We watched a 1979 Brooks Shields film called Just You and Me, Kid. No, I right. was there. I was there. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. We talked about this, too. You told I said you weren't there, and you're like, Mike, I was there. And now <laughs> I here I am on the show <laughs> repeating the story. Carl, you weren't there, but uh-huh. it was there. So the, and she also, Brooks Shields also did Wanda Nevada, which is not available on YouTube as a free rental, as a free view. Uh, also in 79. So she was peak. And then 80, of course, was Blue Lagoon. So this was like her big last hurrah before the Blue Lagoon. And then now, they're saying they want to bet him. Now, see, Charles During is the bad guy. He, he's the whale. That's what they call him, the whale. And this here is our hero or anti-hero? Anti-hero. Uh, 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 his name is Neil Gallagher. He's Ken Marshall. He's been on our show before in Crow. He was the, the prince in Crow. Oh, all right. Now they're challenging him to a bet, okay, on pinball. You see, the whale is the best pinball player on the planet. Never been beaten, that kind of crap, okay? So they're saying they want to bet him $400, but he's giving him odds so that he they would win $2,000, okay? So... They're being all tough talking right now. Are you crazy, boy? Want to fight me? This is Corpus Christi, Texas. God, it's so funny. Like, God bless just people's interests and fads. But like, I guess, yeah, you would bet money on pinball. I've bet money on Tetris before. I mean, it's, it, it happens. <laughs> you know, well, the pinball machines were originally gambling machines, like illegal, gam- straight up, flat out gambling. Oh. And you you would bet and you you know you would go into like a, a storefront or what have you and they would have these machines and you keep playing and you win some money off. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't really bumpers or any kind of challenges like that. More trying to I don't know I don't get it. But well, it like a bet, yeah. And it became pinball, I guess. Now I think they should have spent the money and got Pinball Wizard by the Who. This guy, man, he I'm just happy he made his film. And it's about pinball, right? Yeah, and check out the writer. He co-wrote it with Donald Kamel, who we saw in perform, uh, who directed performance with Mick Jagger. Oh, this is a good pick. Wait a minute. I, I don't know if it was coincidental. I just, uh, I was looking for a film and I found it. And the guy hosting it, our friend Ken Carcanis. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arkansas. Arkansas. Car- Arkansas. Uh, he had this movie, and I said, this movie looks a lot more interesting. Mm. No? <laughs> you can spoil it. Is it a lot more interesting? This is a bad movie with a great ending. <clears throat> it, maybe it's not a great ending, but it's it was a, it's a well-written ending. It's a surprise. Um, oh, all right. Well, don't spoil it, right? I guess not. Look at this, Ben. Back in the 70s, all you had to do is just custom print your name on a T-shirt. Look like a superstar. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so they're starting. 
All right. Now, you know who's the player? That's our hero, Neil. Uh, but the guy there with the glasses, uh, that's Henry. And Henry's like his manager, kind of right hand man or, or something. Do you understand what I mean? Uh, he's like his a good <laughs> friend. Now, look what he's doing. He looks like he's jerking it in his pants. You see that? Right, but he's he's pushing, he's using a magnet. Right, Michael, very perceptive. Well, so is Charles Durning. 